Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and this week TV, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio and I am with Laura Weinbach. Hi. And a uh, guest for the show is Anton Patzner. Hi. He's been on a couple times. You probably recognize him, unless this is your first episode. That's fine, too. Um, each which week... Well, sorry, what? I was going to say, in which case you know this one's going to be a blast. <laughs> exactly. Each week, uh, we have one main topic that we kind of discuss in depth. And this week, it's the series finale of the HBO series Girls. Um, but before we get into that, uh, totally tell me about your week, Laura. How's it been? Uh, I've been pretty good. My best friend, Cara Ford Martinez, just came up and visited me. <laughs> is and that her full name? That is her full name. Is, did you like just say her middle name too? <laughs> no, she has a hyphenated last name. Okay. okay. I thought you were like... <laughs> Which could very well be the case for my future child because I am not giving up my last name. <laughs> and I don't blame her mom for not giving up hers. Right. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, so your no, friend okay. came into town. Yeah, she came in and uh, we had some fun, watched some... Uh, a really kind of bad movie called Practical Magic starring Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. Oh, God. In which they do like witchy spells in a house. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, I've already turned ter- it off. It's terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> One but, Pride um, and Pre- What is it? Oh, we did watch some BBC Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I walked in on that. Of the <laughs> 1990s BBC edition of Pride and Prejudice. Right. <laughs> and uh, that was fun. Uh, what else? Uh, we went to... A really fun jewelry store called Esqueleto and looked at pretty jewelry. Is that what you did yesterday? It is. Oh. Yeah. That was your one-on-one time? That was our main one-on-one time. That was girls' time? That was uh, Uh. was kind of girl time. And then, oh, and Alex Weston came up for the weekend who just recently moved down to L.A., which I'm kind of bummed about. But Alex Weston, as you know, (laughs) and we all know, has been playing bass with us lately. Mm -hmm. And he was on a previous episode of this podcast. Exactly. If you remember the, uh, if you listen to the train spotting episode, he was the guest on that show. Yeah. And uh, he, we had a show, we all had a show, as Mm -hmm. you also know. um, Oh my God, really? Friday. Yeah. Wait, today's (laughs) Tuesday. So yeah. It was on Saturday. Or on Saturday, we played at this kind of fun venue called Oakland Secret, which is right by the freeway. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was our first show in a long time, actually, with a full band. Um, it's like a kind of DIY house show, yeah, which was house cool. show. Yeah, house show. Yeah, before which there was this like kind of crazy club going on er, during the day next door, and they had oh, like right. crazy dance music going the entire time. And we got to get they had food there, so we went there and they they had these really good lumpias, oh, which yeah. are basically Filipino mini egg rolls, and they're amazing. They were tight. Um, I had some myself. Yeah, loved it. Um, what else? I don't know. Uh, it's just been, uh, you know, doing a thing. <laughs> it's been a light week for you. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like you're pretty. It's been some sort of light, sort of heavy. Yeah. Sort of intense. Sort of all over the place. It's been all over the place. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a ton of stuff to talk about for this past week. Been <laughs> writing a lot. Um, and I don't know. Why don't you tell me what you've been up to? <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to me if I think of some fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, sure. Um, well, I've been listening uh, to Little Dragon. They just released their new album uh, called Season High. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been like really enjoying it. Um, their last album, it's called something like Nabuma Rubber Band or, some, or something like that. I can't uh-huh. even specifically remember what the, what the title is. Um, was like kind of a, a little bit of a, a disappointment for me personally. Like it was uh, very produced and poppy and kind of like um 
trying to be i felt like too uh dancey for its own good or something Mm -hmm. but uh the new one to me just feels like way more adventurous and kind of um a little more, I guess, experimental, just in a way, just like kind of how their older stuff was, which is what I I really liked by them. Uh-huh. I really like their self-titled album a lot, and, uh-huh. uh, and uh, their second album I think is uh, called Machine Dreams, and I really like that one too. But anyways, I've been digging it. It's called um, what's it called? Season High. I highly recommend it. Uh-huh. Do you ever get into Little Dragon? You know, I've listened to them a bit, and I just it didn't fully latch on for me, so I kind of stopped exploring, mm-hmm. but. Based on what you're telling me about their newer album, it sounds like a kind of departure from their old stuff. Well, it's actually, it's uh, in a way, it's almost full circle, but sort of incorporating their newer sound. I haven't been a fan of the last couple albums, I gotta say. Is this their, wait, fourth record? Uh, Fourth or fifth. Okay. I don't follow them super closely. I just, I really liked their first couple albums and kind of like faded off. I think this is their fifth album though. Well, I like the label there on Loma Vista. And I, I (laughs) yeah, I think I listened to a couple things and... I did like some one thing that I heard. I don't yeah. remember what it was called, but I thought it was cool. But I didn't really try exploring that much deeper into into their their backlog. But yeah, I like that song. It's like once I turn my back on twice, twice yeah. I turn. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually what the song. But is I called. like it's the Water twice. Strider version of it. Right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've heard the Water Strider version, but it's good. Uh, <laughs> but cool. Yeah, that's kind of like their biggest song for sure, and it's a great song. It's really it's quite beautiful i would say mm-hmm. that's off their first album um it's the first track off the first album that's cool it's a good way to kick things off uh-huh. um i still haven't listened to that new mac demarco yet yeah oh shit i have it leaked it's not out it did leak oh wow when so is i can't it say how i got it but let's just say <laughs> i got it dominic has his ways i just have my ways speaking of which he's <laughs> had his way with this upcoming radiohead concert coming up tonight oh that's right what he bought eight tickets by <laughs> having this whole crazy setup right why don't you talk about that <laughs> yeah so i'm seeing radiohead tonight i am so excited <laughs> i will say that much um radiohead's basically one of my favorite bands ever and they're playing at the greek theater which if you don't live in the bay area is a somewhat small venue for them to play mm-hmm. i would say i mean it's still an outdoor arena theater but it's kind of like a mini arena in a way um i don't know how many maybe like seven thousand uh, what, what do you think it is in there ten thousand I, I don't know whatever truly don't know i mean i my guess would just be yeah anywhere between seven and ten right Basically, they could play a much huger stadium or, or a much larger venue. And um, How big is the Oracle, do you think? Oh, huge. Um, I've never been there. I mean, it's like a... It's like, a it's like one of the biggest... It's huge. I know Shoreline holds 20,000. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's much bigger than wow. that, even. The Oracle Arena, right? I mean... Baseball stadiums hold usually around 40,000. Okay. So, somewhere wow. between that. Maybe it's like 20 or maybe 30. I don't know. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Regardless, um, yeah, so I uh, they had like a pre-sale and uh, me and my friend Gabby, uh, we both were like, we were like on, we were G-chatting each other at the same time. We're like, all right, it looks like it, it was a whole operation really. Like I had my right. app open, I had it on my computer, she had her app open on a computer and we're all like trying on all our different devices to try and get these tickets. And it was just a matter of getting out an atomic clock. Here's my atomic recommendation. Atomic clock. Yeah, here's yeah, my atomic- recommendation to, to anyone trying to get tickets uh-huh. <laughs> is Go to go to Google.com. You may have heard of it. Type in atomic clock. Pull up that first link. <laughs> put that shit in the corner of your screen. 
and then just re-refreshing the second it hits like 10 a.m. or whenever those tickets are going on sale. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, you will get tickets such as hard to get as Radiohead. Eight tickets. There you go. Just uh, (laughs) one reason alone for tuning into this podcast is now you can win. You can get buy. You can win the ability (laughs) to buy tickets. Right. Exactly. This is uh, this is the tips and tricks section of the podcast. Um, Tips. Yeah, it's just a tip about how to get some Radiohead tickets. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, Anyways, I'm super excited. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking about it on the next um, episode of this, how, yeah. what I thought of the whole show. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love Radiohead. I'm very excited. Going with uh, seven other friends. Yeah. It was not hard to get rid of those tickets. field it's trip a, going over. It is a, it's a big old field trip tonight. I, I'm, I'm pumped. Very well could have been one of those seven lucky people. But I did ask you. I forgot to mention we're going to Florida tomorrow. Uh-huh. Me and Anton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing in Florida? We're playing at a wedding. Some people found us, saw our Lavi and Rose video online. and like, I want that. They said, I want and need that. <laughs> That's sweet. And it sounds like it's way busy after that, right? Oh, like, yeah. This weekend's going to get crazy. We got to fly out to Florida tomorrow. Boring. We have another. We have a wedding the next day, and then we have to fly back. to. We have to fly from Florida to L.A. the very next day, play mm-hmm. a wedding in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that, we have to fly back to Oakland because we have another event that we're playing at. In Napa. That's crazy. <laughs> and then come back, and then we have another thing after that again in working Napa. Working hard. Yeah, so you, guys, crazy. you guys are you guys are on it. Kind of killing uh, it, right? It's going to be intense. This is going to definitely be a bit of a situation, <laughs> but I think we'll, we'll, we'll get through it with some you know, practical magic. Sleep is... <laughs> sleeps. Which I learned from Totally boring anyway. <laughs> sleep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck sucks. sleep. Who needs it? Well, I need at least, you know, no, 12 hours <laughs> a day. I know. I need a good amount of sleep to feel no. functional. I enjoy it. Yeah, I get you. I've been well, having some crazy dreams lately. I'm not going to talk about that because I think that is the most boring thing to listen to. Crazy dreams? Kind of. Unless mm-hmm. they like put them into movie, unless you put them into the form of like a visual representation. But mm-hmm. I think hearing about other people's dreams is probably one of the worst things you can have to sit through, <laughs> especially if you're not in it, you know? Right. Because it's always a bit like abstract and kind of. You're you're basically it's not fi- real. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I feel like when you're describing a dream to someone, you're actually just filling in information that wasn't even in the dream just to make it a coherent thought. Right. You know. I mean, I guess if somebody tells me they had a dream that I was in, I'm kind. I am into that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who cares if I'm not in the dream? Right. All, the only dreams I want to see are, are um, David Lynch's films. Well, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just having this conversation recently, actually, really? with Kara, who was just here. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, we both agree, David Lynch good representation of dreamlike situations but, totally but uh you know that's again it's it's tangibilizing something that when you're explaining it to somebody in mere words it's not the same thing mm-hmm. yeah um, he does a pretty good job of not filling in the gaps between of between things and just kind of letting it be what it is at least in totally movies, yeah i think he really does just kind of go with his intuitions without questioning right. them yeah. and like letting it be its, its own thing what about you anton what have you been uh what have you been doing this week We've been oh, up I've to. been working on the new Foxtails Brigade track. It's sounding dope. Oh, yeah, oh. that. And, uh, dope, 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 dope. Yeah, it's going to be great. So kind of a little more electronic than usual. but Electronic? Cool. When I last heard it, it wasn't very electronic. I mean, I wouldn't consider it electronic. Keyboards, but lots of keyboards. Yeah, yeah. But we had some of those on the last album. Real drums. That's right, real drums. And fake ones. <laughs> fake meaning like clicks and clacks uh, and like noise makers. Drums and percussion. Right. Real right, drums right, and right. percussion. Yeah. Yeah, I was just here, I guess, a few nights ago doing some more of that. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, totally we just got to track the vocals and that's the last thing. Makes yeah, I'm sense. excited. I'm excited I, to hear the end result. 
Yeah, I guess that was, was one big thing fun. we did this past week that I forgot to talk about, which I had a total blast doing, which was recording back at Skyline again with Jeff and absolutely totally feeling productive and excited about that. So that was really fun. Um, and we're going to actually have a whole youth orchestra behind us. Well, they're going to be like doing stomps and claps because we're playing that song at Grace Cathedral um, at the end of this month. And mm-hmm. we wrote the song for this specific project, which is a compilation um yeah if you're in the bay area come out on april 28th yeah it's <laughs> it's gonna be cool there's gonna be a youth orchestra like yeah. backing every um artist that's performing in the show and it's all for a compilation that the proceeds of which are going to support we got some big names on it too we got like blacklicious and zion right yeah gel from Antico. yeah um, some good stuff so. i guess yeah there's uh. one other thing that i forgot to mention of note uh I don't know if I should talk about this, but I decided, sure, why not? All right. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring it up or not. I was like, hmm, I'll just ask her and see what she says, and I won't prod. <laughs> oh, why not? Sure. Uh, Anton asked me to marry him. Whoa! <laughs> no, that's very exciting. April 12th, and that was a great thing. And I said yes. So there you have it. After eight years, Aww. about to be married. Uh, yeah. That's awesome! I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Was definitely very excited when you when you first told me, and I'll yeah. just feign the excitement again. You know, we'll just uh, I'll just <laughs> pretend that I'm still excited. No, I'm just kidding. I'm still definitely. No, I mean, I didn't <laughs> think that I would care that much, but actually, I have to admit that of course. when it happened, I felt much more elated about it than I had originally anticipated. Oh, I mean, of course, me too. Not that I didn't <laughs> want to like be married but i just didn't think it mattered that much you know it was, felt like we were already basically married we lived together for eight years mm-hmm. but uh it is it's like you know it's next level generation totally <laughs> it is yeah bumping it up it's you know next level shit right there absolutely but yeah i am very excited yeah that's so awesome i feel very happy about it <laughs> that's and good. Uh, it all happened at sibley <laughs> where that's we, right. we, we the three of us have all gone on picnics or uh, we yeah, yeah, after we went on our tour in Europe and we came, or after I went on tour in Europe with Emily for the first time last month, last year, mm-hmm. I remember coming home and the three of us all went on a picnic underneath that oak tree on yeah. this cliff and it was just the best day ever. It was like perfectly sunny out and you all you see around you when you're looking out is just green rolling hills and and it's perfect. So anyway, me yeah. and Anton have gone that. on picnics there many times and... So it's a beautiful park for sure. Yeah, it's just so, it's like my dream land. <laughs> yeah, and we actually just shot a, a short little video out there. Yes, yeah, so we did. Hopefully it'll be two released. of them, actually. Yeah, two videos, that's right. <laughs> Which will be coming out within the next couple yeah. of months. <laughs> so hopefully. if you don't live near Oakland, you'll be able to see that park that we're talking about. Totally. Sibley. <laughs> Top of the hill where there's an oak tree, and it's like the perfect place to have a picnic. Yeah. Anyway, that was awesome, and that's kind of why we went. Me and Cara went to that jewelry store, Escalado, because mm. I had to have the ring fitted, and that was where Anton got the ring. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's pretty Very good. excited. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that kind of <laughs> ties in a little bit with um, the series that we just finished, if we want to kind of... We could get into that. Anton, wait, did you have any last words? Oh, sorry. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to. No, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah, it's great. Stoked about what? I'm stoked. Laura said yes. <laughs> <laughs> she liked. She she dug it. Did she like she think about it like, for a second? Was she like, mm, yes? No, no, no hesitation. No hesitation. Uh, 
And it seems like, I mean, just judging by hearing her talking about it right now, like sounds like I did my job pretty good as far as how, how he executed, <laughs> it executed okay. the mission. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, it was like 7 out of 10. No, I mean, that was like great right the proposal. I'll give, give it an 8. No. <laughs> 8, like good. Could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Very it was happy. great. It was a special day. That's awesome. And well, congrats yeah. you too. Thanks. Yeah. Little love birds over here. <laughs> you know what's funny is when we first moved into a place and we were looking for places, I remember we looked at this house. It was to rent a place. Mm-hmm. The woman who was trying to get us to rent the house that we were looking at, she was like, it was kind of small and it didn't have like a bathtub in it. It just had a small little kind of closet bathroom. And she's really trying to sell us on the place. And she's like, well, what do you think? It's like a nice little love nest. You know, you can get your love nest going. <laughs> and I just thought, ugh, that That's is weird hideous. Term. I do not like the term love nest, and I never will. And I'm not a love bird either. <laughs> well, it was m- mainly in jest. Yeah, I a know. Love- I know. But I just thought, that is not a way to sell me on this place. Love nest? Are you out of your gourd? <laughs> but she was right. Well, kind of. <laughs> well, no. I mean, that I, we didn't move into that house. Right. Oh, oops. Okay. That was a different I place. you were talking about our house. No, no. No, our house is definitely a love nest. But oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. a love nest. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, it's that to the tune of Love Shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he was going for. Gotcha. No. What about Love Shack? No, our house is more of a like a sort of guinea pig nest. At this point. <laughs> Only because of the fact that we have literally like framed photos of guinea pigs in like right. baskets all over a certain wall. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Just leftovers you know from the weird ourselves shoot. I've learned to love them. <laughs> so I guess in that sense. I know. I feel like the weekend after we shot that, I came back here or whatever, and I was like, "Oh man, you guys kept them up." You're like, "Oh yeah, I just like forgot to take them down. I'll probably take them down this week." <laughs> and then here we are now, nearly a year later. Well, it's like we take these pictures, up. and I see them in the background, and I go, "Those, those are cool. I like that. They, they look nice." Yeah, it's 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 funny. It makes it look like we have a real kind of art collection. <laughs> it's like you became the character in the music video so, in well, a way. Yeah, you know? Slowly. <laughs> see how that turns out. <laughs> So anyway. should we talk about uh, this this uh, s- series? This um, I think we should. This let's just get into it. Yeah. So um, you know, so HBO series Girls. Uh, you've probably seen it if you're listening to this uh, show, but it's um, about four girls living in New York. Um, main character's name's Hannah, played by Lena Dunham, who is also the creator and sometimes writer and sometimes director of the show. Um, and uh, it's kind of just about being in your 20s and um, living in a city and just kind of life, I would say. It's about many different things, about friendship, love. It's about post-college life. Yeah. Yeah, kinda yeah. The first, I think it's kind of the first show of its kind to sort of address that ge- demographic of people. Mm-hmm. And that was what I think made it so singular is that it really did kind of showcase the contemporary like millennial lifestyle mm-hmm. post-college and, and it's funny issues. and, and you know, uh, at times very, um, you know, poignant, I would say. Definitely. Other times, maybe not, but we'll get yeah. into all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think maybe we should start by discussing this finale just because it just happened. Sure. And then maybe um, go a little more broad, maybe talk about the full season and then yeah. maybe talk about the series as a whole. Okay. Um, we'll kind of like maybe expand out. Does that sound good to should you? Should we give like a general review for like a, our general reaction yeah. Without spoilers. Yeah, I think first. so because okay. maybe some people haven't seen it. So, um, so yeah, maybe we'll start. If you haven't seen the series finale of Girls, but you've seen everything up to that point, um, you can keep on listening, uh, and we'll let you know when we'll get into like the actual spoilers of the series finale. Um, yes. 
But yeah. Um, what did you think? What did I think of, the, of this uh, series finale? I thought it was understated. Um, and in some ways, I felt like it summarized the show pretty well, flaws and all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The problems I had with this series finale uh, were kind of problems that I have sometimes had with the entire show. So in a way, it kind of, I guess, felt like an appropriate um, tone to take for the series finale. An encapsulation of all the dynamics. Yeah, it's obviously non-traditional, I would say, for a series finale of a show to do what it did in in some ways like what it chose to focus on um, only a half an hour too only a half we hour yeah it might be an hour you i wanted really, it to be an hour i did want it to be an hour i mean you know i i, I was sad to see the series go i definitely have enjoyed watching this whole drama and comedy of of these girls yeah. lives it's and definitely uh, a fun show to zone out to like kind of yeah the writing the writing is always fun um um what was i gonna say oh yeah thinking about it if it would have been an hour we still would have been able to be in that world at this very moment <laughs> potentially yeah but, fun but no i thought going. it was a i thought it was an appropriate way to end it i had some minor issues with it but um i kind of the more i've been thinking about it uh those minor issues were minor issues i've had with the whole series and yeah. have never stopped me from watching it so right you know i, I was obviously going to keep watching this it's not like <laughs> it's yeah. not like you're going to turn it off in the middle or whatever so yeah. yeah i was i was pretty entertained by this episode and i thought it was an an appropriate send-off um not what i expected i would say uh-huh uh-huh not fully what i expected we'll yeah. get into that yeah specifics um what did you think though i uh Duh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Still it was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I guess it had a lot of the same issues that I didn't like about mm-hmm. the series in general in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it was uh, it was fine. You know, I think it did it. It tried to be unexpected in the way that it kind of left us, um, which it was to a degree. But knowing the way that things have played out in past episodes, past seasons, Mm -hmm. there's often like one or two episodes that definitely kind of take you through a different route than you expect. So it does kind of play into an unexpected um, scenario, Mm -hmm. which is to be expected. So I kind of expected that from this episode. Yeah, you expect the unexpected from people sometimes. Right, right. And there is like a certain understatedness to it. And which has been the case in the unexpected episodes we've gone through in the past. Absolutely. Which I, I like that in a way, but you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I think of this episode. Did you maybe like, it was fine. That was fine. It was fun. Did you like want more or something? You feel like um, more of like a conclusive conclusion. It's not that I wanted more, but I guess I didn't really like where it left us. Mm, it's not that I needed more. It was more like I wanted something different. Yeah. Maybe, but at the same time, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed just kick. I, that's the show that I had looked forward to watching just cause it's kind of a fun thing. Like I said, to tune out to and kind of get into a different world that is, there are relatable things in it that are very poignant that, mm-hmm. that are, do speak real truths, you know? Yeah. But also things that are so far from the truth <laughs> and so yeah. ridiculous yeah. and, uh, Yeah. Like basically what you're saying, all that stuff was in it, but um, definitely felt a little, well, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but definitely kind of depressing. Mm. Interesting. Um, 
I don't know. I just, I guess I give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Same as your marriage proposal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't give my marriage proposal an eight. <laughs> I do not give it I'm a just number. Kidding, I'm just kidding. I give it my my whole soul. Oh, what do you think, Anton, of Anton. this uh, series finale? I uh, give it a ten. Ten. Wow. Okay. Going big. Yeah, I liked it. I thought really? it was, I thought it was great. Wow. And uh, I think that, like, as far as problems, I think that, like, this show is about um, human relationships and dynamics between different people. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with that and there are these kind of kind of big uh, comedic characters, mm-hmm. um, there's inevitably going to inevitably going to be cheesy things that happen. And that, that, that would be really hard to avoid, but I think that the trade-off, and beca- also because they're taking risks, but the trade-off with mm-hmm. taking risks is that sometimes there are really brilliant, inspired moments where they kind of discover some things about human dynamics that feel fresh and really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a lot of that in, the, yeah. in, in this last episode. And so mm. a lot of gold. Wow, what a lot a of gold outweighs assessment. any of the cheesy little things. Yeah. Hmm. Which... Again, I, I agree with, and I think that is the show in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like, it, it kind of, it would sometimes just kind of, <laughs> I felt like shoot in the dark a little bit with like trying out a lot of different things. And most of those things would stick and be really interesting. Some of them would be r- very poignant and really mean a lot um, or have a, have a seemingly very good insight into certain things that you don't normally see on TV. And then other things would kind of be a misfire in, in my opinion. Uh, and I feel like this series has always done that, and this was another episode in which that happened. Um, but yeah, hmm. maybe we should um, get into spoiler territory. Yeah, I, I feel like I can't say much yeah, without actually getting into spoiler territory because it's yeah. very specific. My feelings yeah. about stuff. Cool. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna talk about spoilers, so uh, if you haven't seen this episode, probably a good time to tune out. Um, all right. Yeah. Onward. Onward. Onward and upward. So yeah. So this baby. <laughs> the baby. It's that, all about the baby this episode. Yeah. It's just, okay. The and parts. dressing bad. Like dressing in mom bomb bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like terrible. It's her becoming a mom, right? I mean, this is her accepting motherhood, it seemed like. That seemed like what this episode was all about. The, okay. I can, I'll just point out one thing that definitely bothered me in this mm. episode. That to me, it wasn't a, really, a very small thing. It was kind of a big thing, which was her encounter with that girl outside. Absolutely. Just... It's like the most contrived situation possible. You know what I mean? And yeah. it just felt so unnatural. It was very on the nose. It just seemed like, what? Why did that have to be put in there? It was so cheesy. Not just cheesy, but really unnecessary. So she, 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 uh, Hannah's t- walking down yeah. the street and she encounters a girl in, in running, in a high school girl running away from in, the house, uh, running away from something. Mm hmm. In her underwear and no shoes. Seems and like you get the idea that she's been abused. She should or have something. been raped or something right. was going down, and then it turns out that she was just running away. And oh, Hannah gives her her pants. Right, like come and on. And then uh, uh, it turns out the girl was just running away from her parents because she didn't want to do her homework. Right, right. which is and like who does that? Has I mean, and why? It's just the fact that that happened at the moment that she was running away. Well, from the home. point of it is that. Uh, right. The entire episode, Hannah has been acting very immature and uh, not uh, not ready for responsibility. And right. then she sees to someone, show her. She sees someone that's so immature and that and it, that it's so ridiculous that she realizes mm-hmm. that 
that's not the kind of person she wants to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that's the obvious thing, but it's just like, yeah, that- it seemed like just literally designed so that she could have this kind of monologue that she delivers to the girl, which is her realization of herself. But it's like, right. That, that was just, one of the only parts of the episode that I really didn't like um, for the exact reason that you're discussing where it felt like the point overshadowed the actual content of the scene. It's just felt like the that scene to me was in a way I actually thought they were going to turn that on its head at some point because I was like, oh, no, they're, <laughs> they're not really going to make it this, this clear. Obvious. Yeah. Uh, like it seemed like I, I thought that it was going to be that that girl was, I don't know, tricking her in some way or, or I don't know. like Right. It just seemed. Like her acting was kind of strange too. Totally. And bad it, acting, bad writing actually on that part, I thought. The yeah. girl especially. I know. It was a little, that was the only disappointment. It seemed like they, she felt she needed to put that in there because this was the last episode and had to have this like monologue where she realizes something. Right. You know what I mean? Like all well, that it's fitted like her, into this one. Sorry to make it. No, no. Sorry. Just to fit it into this one episode because it's the last episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, like it seemed obvious to me that the girl she runs across is kind of representing who she was in probably season one or whatever. And it's like right. she is now seeing herself from an outside perspective and realizing that she needs to grow up. And, and that she's a spoiled brat too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought it w- I, I don't know. I just liked it because uh, I did think that maybe that girl was getting raped. Mm-hmm. And like that would have been heavy and interesting. Uh, but then it turns out it's not. I mean, the thing is that just that girl doing it was a terrible actress. Yeah. Oh, kind man. Of. Like, so bad. She was bad. She was a bad actress, but kind of good casting in a way because she looked like a, that kind of a bratty kid. Mm-hmm. Like, if she would have gotten raped, it could have also led to a realization for Hannah, too. But the fact was that this girl thought she was having such a dilemma and, like, she was in such this dark place in her life when really things were all, all fine, you know? And that was very much the case for Hannah, too. It's like everything mm-hmm. in her life is basically fine. But she thinks that things are so bad, you know? Right. And I guess that, you know, it's obvious. It's very obvious. Um, it's just on the nose, for sure. But uh, I don't know. I like the subtlety, actually, of Marnie mm-hmm. in different scenes. She's great. Yeah, I think she's great. She's very she good. really became like a really nice person in that episode. <laughs> well, she's always had nice moments throughout the series where she was de- very devoted to Hannah. Mm-hmm. But her English accent was kind of hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that whole scene of the masturbating with the dude—it was like. <laughs> what? I, mean, I, I liked, know, but it was I liked funny. how the mom was like, "I ain't judging." <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I, I love the mom character. I, I kind of always have Hannah's okay. mom. I mean, that was a good dynamic. Yeah, between and her and Marnie. Well, actually, and I really liked the scene that um, her and Hannah have uh, where they're kind of like feuding. Mainly, Hannah is just really angry. Okay, that home. scene was amazing to me. That I really liked that scene. That was that was it, probably well, my one shot. I oh. think it might have all been one mm. shot. She gets out of the tub, mm-hmm. walks into the other room, no, no, gets no. dressed, walks down the stairs, walks through like three different rooms in the house, and I believe it was all one shot. Hmm. And oh, they're maybe. all kind of in the background, but the dialogue is happening where you can hear it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I've been doing sound design stuff, I noticed like when they walk around a wall, it got muffled for a second, yeah. uh-huh. uh, which was cool. Yeah, that's cool. But... Um, I, I would like, I'm not sure exactly if it was all one shot, what I just said, but I think it might have been. 
I wasn't even noticing. I was just very. I didn't in notice the scene. that either. But that was and really also good, it was like good observation. Um, during that scene, okay, okay, Lena Dunham is naked, full f- full frontal nudity again, <laughs> but. It was kind of interesting. It's like you, you see her get dressed, and um, they're talking about some really like heavy stuff while this is all happening. But it's kind of like a show, putting on a, an additional show so that the heavy stuff doesn't get bogged down in just being heavy stuff. It's balanced out. Uh, it's like you're giving a little bit of a show, mm-hmm. and you're talking about serious stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, that, yeah. I think the series has done that several times, too, where you know, something serious is being discussed while there's sort of this just casual everyday shit happening around them or they're doing something that is a little more like everyday. Like, obviously, she's she seems to be preparing whatever, like pancakes or whatever. I kind of thought that was funny, like, throwing in the, well, I have to add 2,000 calories like, to my diet because I'm... There's always a comic relief. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that scene was extremely well acted. I love the mom character. I thought that was just a... That was far more a summary of, of where Hannah is at than that the following scene with, with the, the girl yeah i just felt like that was a little strange but that's strange, what i mean like yeah. this series has always had these highs and lows of poignancy and over the top kind of like oh come on moments like you know contrivedness yeah and sort of and i think the series finale had those both even back to back <laughs> but looking back i think season one though really did have the most poignant po- Season one was definitely for me by far the best season. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's hold off just a little okay, bit. Cool. Let, let's just focus on just this episode, sure. and then we'll uh, unless there's unless there's no. anything else. That- well, I thought it was interesting how the only characters in this movie besides that girl were Marnie and her mother and her. Yeah, and it seems like she was going through her moments with each character, you mm-hmm. know, per episode towards the end of the season, and this was the final one and the closest people to her. Yeah, basically her mother and Marnie. Is I think it reveals that those are her most close companions, you know, yeah. and that, um, well, that's an interesting insight. I don't know because I don't know if we totally get that from the rest of the series, um, but uh, well, that was interesting. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I especially of the four girls, right? You know, it's Marnie. It's Marnie, and that has become more and more apparent, especially in this season where Shoshana was almost absent. And right. um, uh, Jessa has kind of just been, you know, in a way, her rival in some ways. But then they, re- you know, they, <laughs> they did. Yeah. They reconnect in the last episode. But. but at the same time, the episode pre- prior to this one, I don't know if it was the last one or the one before, but we don't really know where they're at now because basically Adam's back with Jessa. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave Jessa and Lena and uh, and Hannah? Last we heard from Jessa, she realized that she's a bitch and she's like going to make an effort to reform. Right. Oh, that was after Adam went back to her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. But still, that... Well, Hannah doesn't know that. Yeah, no. she told Hannah that. That she was back with Adam? No, oh, oh I don't know. No, no. It's That's, just kind of left unclear. But I don't think Hannah would be too stoked on that, considering Adam had just told her that he was going to be with her and take care of her and be, right. like, the father of her child. I think they kind of hinted then, in this episode, though, that she did find that out, because in the first season, scene sorry, of this episode, she said something about... Well, Adam said the same thing, and look how well that turned out. You know, when Marnie was saying, I want to help you raise this baby. No, we know that Adam's not there, but we don't know if he's back. We don't know if she knows he's back with Jessa. Yeah, I guess we don't know for sure, but I thought that was sort of hinting that she, her and Adam, like, had a falling out again. Because she mentioned, 
look how well that turned out with Adam. Well, like, yeah. obviously, he's not here anymore. True, but did you see the afterword on that episode, the last one with af- with Adam? I <laughs> no, didn't. I don't watch any of these afterwords. Oh, my God. Why don't we talk about that for a sec? Well, yeah, you said that the they afterwords gave away totally say they completely re- uh, distribute the definitions and meanings of everything that happened, in, especially in the episode with, with Adam. It was like completely different from what it seemed to be representing in the episode. And they just give it a whole new meaning, a very definitive meaning. Oh, see, no, I, I fucking hate that. I was that, su- very surprised by it. That actually bothers me. Like, I think if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to be talking about your show and it's not in the show, like, well, what 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 do they say that's so definitive? Oh, they, I they mean, they say that they like looking at the last scene where they're in the diner and he like says we better get married, and then like right, and then Hannah cries. Right, uh, that was ambiguous. That man. yeah, it yeah, was ambiguous. That was ambiguous. And in the end, I, I in the end, they're it. like, yeah, well, you know, we know that he's that he, he's not that they're not going to work together. Now, you know, this last scene, in this last scene, now we know that they're, it's just not going to work with them and Adam's not going to be on the show anymore. Right. <laughs> it was like they full on just they, they give us a it. definitive meaning. It was like, and not only that, but they were like, yeah, and when we see him go back to Jess's, it's like we realize, oh, <laughs> he tried this thing out with Hannah, realized it didn't work and that they weren't really connected anymore and that he needed to be with Jessa in this kind of unstable relationship, but that was more kind of volatile and but it was weird because i felt like that whole episode painted this image of the picture of adam and 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 hannah really connecting and realizing their connection and that there was there was something between them and that it was gonna go, go on and then after seeing that afterward i'm like what this whole episode was about how they didn't have a connection <laughs> like that was crazy right. and it made me realize and then it also said adam wasn't going to be in the rest of the season the rest of any more episodes she's like yeah i knew that it was the last scene i was going to shoot with adam so it was really bittersweet but the episode itself doesn't convey that at all like you don't know anything about what what's happening what's going to happen next right and totally it totally leaves it open in terms of adam being on the show well we're still going to watch the afterward after this right? yeah we haven't watched the afterward of the last series yet i mean the last last episode of any of these uh (laughs) <laughs> well, it is interesting to know, like, the perspective of the, you know... The and you don't want to see the preview for the next next episode? Next week's episode? <laughs> well, oh, now, there one. Well, now I don't mind... Oh, no, I definitely... Now I, that there I don't is want, no next episode. Na- like, I don't <laughs> mind watching this afterward, but we did turn it off because I, I just... I don't really want a creator's input outside of what is actually in the content wow. of their art. So you're a real, like, believer in the I mean, reader do, is the author. Uh, not necessarily i mean uh, let me back that up a a little bit because i am ultimately curious in in an artist's intention but i don't think that you should be like putting that i just don't like how hbo sets this up to where it's almost like you should really watch this you know like (laughs) at at the end of every episode they're like stay tuned like lena dunham's gonna talk about this episode in great depth and i kind of don't like being uh having that almost feel like it's essential or part of it you know i feel like it's literally part of the episode. Right. You know, I turn it off four minutes before the episode's done in a way to not watch this shit. Uh, not shit, but like, <laughs> well, you know. Sometimes it's cool, though. They show making yeah. up. Like if it's well, that Game part of actually Thrones, interests they, they me. Should, like, well, it just interview keeps the, the horse going. trainer. And right. Yeah. We'll see now that if it was making of exclusively, I would be down. I would watch them all the time. But I know because I've seen a few of the previous ones in previous seasons. I know that she discusses 
the um, characters the intricacies and of like what things mean and i actually don't want that especially in a series like girls where there has been plenty of moments in this season and in all seasons where things are somewhat subtle and left ambiguous and right. left up to interpretation right. like yeah you telling me that i had no idea that watching that scene with adam that was going to be his final scene but or even, that uh, even in girls though uh they they the writers do provide insight that's kind of interesting to see uh, insight into their process of mm-hmm. writing. Oh, it is interesting. And also, it just kind of yeah. keeps the party going longer. Like, now I'll <laughs> watch like, them. You know? I mean, the thing is, though, is when she talks about the episodes and the stories between the characters and their relationships, she talks about it as if she herself is a reader and trying to figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Except in she that can't one. separate herself <laughs> right. from being the one who does design their intentions and right. knows that more closely than anybody. And so it's like, automatically she can't describe it as if she's just reading it you know as an outsider Mm -hmm. because she has already distributed an intention (laughs) that will be carried out into you know next episodes yeah so it's like yeah that was really weird because after we watched that afterward of the adam episode it did make me wonder like is this just to throw us off or are they (laughs) fucking serious (laughs) because right but they were clearly serious now that we've seen you know what happened yeah and i actually unfortunately you know follow lena dunham on uh instagram and after the last week's episode with um all four of the girls in that bathroom or whatever she like put on instagram Bye to bye to Shoshana and um oh and Jessa because that's the last time you'll see them and I'm like okay why would she do that before I had the epi- no idea before the final episode came out yeah before this one came out so I knew that they weren't even going to be part of this episode I knew yeah. too because they reviewed it in the last weeks a- uh, afterward? afterward oh my god see this is what I mean Wait, it's why like is she ha- surely somebody has questioned her about this like surely she has had to address this issue. I think most people yeah, don't isn't care. That a what does she say about that? or something? I know it's like, dude. No. I mean, full on spoilers. Dude, if you did that with Star Wars, they'd execute you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think most people don't view that as a spoiler. They're like, oh, that's the last time I'm going to see them. So sad. But like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do think of it as a spoiler. Though. To me, it it was because now I knew going into this right. episode that it was just going to be her and Marnie. I, well, I knew that. actually, though, I can. Uh, understand why maybe they would want people to know that like why uh well the show to have the expectations set yeah kind of i think that that could be part of it i think that they tried to establish that in the last episode and maybe it didn't quite do it enough and they (laughs) wanted to just give that extra push oh by the way how the hell did they get that house (laughs) yeah who knows? it's like this really nice house and she's just living she has a job what is her job? Oh, she's a teacher. Yeah. She took How a she, she took a job there that would pay well. Where and, was that anyway? Like upstate New York yeah, or upstate. something. That's oh. all I said. It was definitely depressing though to me a little bit. Like it made her clothes. Having a baby seem so depressing. Did you like her um plaid jacket? Hell no. <laughs> I often don't like her clothes in this show. But well, that's another story. They made her look the especially bad in right. this one. Like just clothes that It's did like not she had a baby fit. and then she loses all like <laughs> any kind of addressing of her fashion aesthetic <laughs> it's like all that goes out the window i mean right. come on that was depressing to me too and just the the general vibe of their them you know her and marnie at the house and like being completely isolated from the world and it's like the the, the light at the end of the tunnel is that the baby latches onto her boob like that's 
the redeeming thing that happens. Well, she'd be. No, I think it's more like she is finally kind of in a way happy to be mothering the child. Like for the first time. Because well, she's kind of sort of letting out a smile at the end there. I've, I've kind oh, of took yeah. that as like but that's she's embracing it now. Because the baby to. does what she wants it to do. But what if the baby didn't do what she wanted it to do? Would she have smiled then too? Who knows? But maybe it did it because she, she had was, a different perspective or like right. was um, calm or like, Here's I don't she, know. Like One she thing wasn't putting out bad vibes. Yeah. That's interesting about the very last scene. Okay, like you, when does girlhood end? Is it when the baby's born? Well, no, not on this show. It's right. when mm-hmm. the baby finally breastfeeds. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or when or she when, embraces. Yeah. That's when That's when she's embraced womanhood. Right. Like, well, I think after. she embraced womanhood first, and then the baby comes. comes oh, like she had, to, she had to embrace. <laughs> she had to embrace womanhood before the baby would embrace her titty. Yeah, right. that's exactly, <laughs> exactly it. So yeah. she meets the girl. The girl is a bitch. She's like running away from home, didn't want to do her homework. And then she gives her monologue and is like, they're going to love you no matter what. <laughs> and then she comes home and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get this baby suck on my titty. Uh-huh. I don't give a damn what it takes. Baby starts crying. She goes upstairs. She's like, I love you, baby. And then baby's like, I love you too, mommy. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the girl's <laughs> titty sucking. And then, yeah, sucking on a motherfucking titty. Mm-hmm. No, but... Yeah, definitely the embracing of the womanhood, I think, did come before the latching of the breast. Right. But, well, let's but talk just about, in, terms oh. of, in terms of milestones, it just ending on the baby finally breastfeeding to me was interesting. Mm-hmm. With, like, yeah, like she's why not a girl you? anymore. Yeah. It's breastfeeding. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, let's talk briefly just about the series as a whole then. Um, you know, and it's done. Sure. It's over. This is it. There's no more girls. That's, That's it. Yeah, kind of too bad. It is. I mean, it was but, definitely a fun show. But I think it ended at the right time. Uh, six seasons is... I How think, long girlhood lasts. <laughs> I think uh, a good amount. And plus, even though this season was especially great to me, I did feel like um, overall before this season, it felt like, all right, um, maybe we should be wrapping this up some somewhat soon. I was kind of happy to hear that they're ending it with, with this season. Because um, I always feel like when a ser- when a series creator knows that they have one final season that final season is always really good and Hmm. did you think this was a really good season i did i felt like this was an especially good me too i still think season one was the best i mean at least for season one that's when i laughed out loud the most and i felt like the writing really was kind of cutting edge and and uh you know sort of encapsulating you know a generation in a way and I did think of it in that way. It's sort of the voice of a generation at that time. And just really bringing out certain, you know, human tendencies that were not really addressed in TV before. And I, yeah, I thought the writing was just amazing, especially given her, her, her circumstances and situation. Like she was, what, 23 or mm-hmm. 24, yeah, very young. Um, had just made a movie that was basically very similar to the show. And, um, and doing all of that acting in it, directing it, writing it. And I don't know, if she, but I, yeah, I mean, that was such an amazing feat to me for somebody. I don't think anyone older could have done it because yeah. they wouldn't have understood the culture in the no. same way. Yeah. And that's why I think that season was so great was because it seemed to me that she probably was living a similar lifestyle to the character and had gone through a lot of the same experiences but then in later seasons, she had had all this amazing, really um, uh, success that was that's not 
common to most people her age and the generation and, and the demographic of people that she was covering in the show that, that I think that bled into the writing a little bit and it kind of like tainted the authenticity of the scenarios that they were in and, you know, just some of the actual dialogue. But in the first season, it really did feel much more authentic, you know, because I think she was that much closer to the reality of most people in that, that age group and that situation. But I agree with Dominic that the last season was also very, very good. Yeah, I feel like it was a step up from yeah. the, the previous pre- couple seasons. I yeah. agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Big step up. I thought it was really um, just it, it had uh, it had moments where the it was plot heavy. And then it also had these like quieter moments where it kind of went off on a weird tangent. But I, that's part of what I have liked about Girls is the fact that even when it goes off on these weird kind of tangential storylines or just kind of putting two characters in one situation, just kind of letting it that be an entire episode. I like those moments, and this season did that several times, and I thought those were some of the more interesting episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think Elijah is hilarious, oh, and yeah. he is in this season, I feel like, more than he normally has been oh they, or maybe i just noticed him a little more but he's so funny in this they season they talk about that in an afterward too oh, they Jesus. wanted to have an elijah uh, focused episode where he got to showcase all his talents and stuff so yeah. that was what that episode was about but not even just that episode the entire season i sure. felt like he was he was um just more in it and uh-huh. really funny i just feel like they funny. really wrote some great really moments for his character yeah. and really good timing yeah hilarious timing and you know i don't know i just i'm remembering isn't there some scene where like they're having a conversation, but you only see their top halves the entire time. And then he's just like, well, I got to go. And then he like turns around, he walks away and like, you see his ass, like he, like he had been like, there's like these strange idiosyncrasies to his character that I just love Yeah, that he's just like this. He's such a, I would watch a whole show about him. <laughs> you know, sure. his character to me has always kind of been one of my favorites on the show. I wonder what um, happened with the He'd probably get his own show after this. Uh, yeah, well, no, he's going to be in, uh, in yeah. he's going to be in, uh, what's it called? Hamilton. Yeah. He's he is. In in he's he's in already it. in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what um, he's doing. But no, I thought he's been great this season and the whole series as a whole, but especially this season. Um, Too bad Elijah wasn't there. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, it seemed like he was going to be there for Hannah in a way, even though there's no way he would have been able to deal with living in it. Right. I mean, he's, he's not house. leaving. He's not leaving. He New York. I mean, no he made that clear that a couple of no, episodes he's ago. He's a star on Broadway now. Well, yeah, but no. Oh, yeah. In the show. I think he's he very white much. Men can't jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he very much represents the New York life to Hannah. And I feel like that's part of what she was leaving is. Even though he said he wanted to be with her. Wanted to help yeah, her. It's but like, there, he wanted to help her in there. New York. He yeah. was not leaving New York for that. Right, right. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, and, you know, I thought um, I thought there was just some really interesting moments from characters that I, that I do- don't often get super interested in. Like Jessa, I thought, had a pretty interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not normally. I she's sort of always kind of been like a eh character to me a little oh, bit. Oh, like, I've always like loved her. Uh, I mean, well, I like her so acting a lot. Complex and weird and beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous, of course. But I, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. There's been times where I feel like her character is just so insufferably mean and, and awful. Same with Lena Dunham's character. I mean, Holy yes, shit. they're all Hannah kind of annoying. is like the most. I feel like insufferably mean person on the Especially show. in tonight's episode. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, she was somewhat like great. It was a times. little much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Actually. like ridiculous how mean she was being without any like apology. I mean, right. It seemed like at least Jessa 
you can kind of, well, I guess you can sort of see where the intentions are coming from with the meanness, you know? She hates herself. Yeah, she hates herself, you know? And mm-hmm. she does things that she knows are wrong, and it's like this conflict, it's inner conflict and struggle. But, um, I will, wait, so whatever ended up, wait, what exactly did happen with uh, Shoshana? She got married? Yes. And that yeah. was it? She got married to She's an over. AA guy. And she kind of just. And did she really just hate them all? She's just She's done. She's just, she was never she was really just, part of that crew. She was never anyway. that close with any of them. She's not a psycho artist type. But she is kind of a psycho. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love her, too. I, in a way, I was sort of bummed that she wasn't in this season more because yeah. she's had some hilarious and very cool and weird moments throughout this whole series. But I think, obviously, that was intentional because it is kind of about her separating out from them. I guess there's That's always a person like that in a person's life or a group of friends. There's, like, the one person who they're there, but are they really that connected to people? Almost like the butt group? of the joke. Something. You know, of the friend circle in a way. Right. Yeah. Well, definitely she was. Probably. I, I think she, she yeah. represented So, that Dominic, uh, overall girls show, we never got your take. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, um, I think uh, the series is great. I mean, I definitely recommend it to people. Um, I, I think it's insightful and interesting and funny and... Um, you know, and it has its problems. It's always kind of had its problems. It's not a perfect show. Um, the writing has been like a little shaky at times, but yeah, I totally think this is a super strong show. And you know, if you haven't seen Girls, I don't know why you're listening to this, but you should definitely go see it. <laughs> Though we've spoiled the ending now at this point, but it's kind of even not about that. It's not like it's not like you watch Girls because of these crazy plot twists or anything. Right. It's more of like a s- slice of life. But of course, there is progression. Um, you know, they do grow and whatever, but, um, I think it's the best parts of the show to me have always been the parts that aren't super like plot heavy. They're Mm -hmm. just moments. They're just like moments in people's lives that have felt that feel like they're actually coming from a real place writing wise, you know, like they feel Mm -hmm. like they're coming from a true honest place. Um, um, us, uh, episode this season that I really liked, um, was one that basically didn't progress the plot at all, but she goes and meets that writer in yeah, his house. Yeah, totally. That was a good... And it's just kind of them sparring back and forth. Um, that was the that was like the singular show among the... the this, absolutely. In this season. Yeah, just like total off topic and right. then kind of like got a, back on track after that. Yeah, like a little vignette. But I loved it. Um, I liked it too. Yeah, I thought that was... The writing was especially good that episode. I really liked the acting of both of them. and I, That guy was great. Yeah. I was just super interested. And I think we kind of talked about this previous, me and you, Anton, or maybe it was all of us. Um, But, you know, they were kind of dealing with a topic that I feel like is not often talked about in a TV show, which is like, you know. What is consent? Yeah, like what is consent? I mean, that's like a really interesting thing. And to kind of present it in this package of like, well, it's also going to be humorous and entertaining, but we're going to discuss something serious. That is when the show is at its best to me, is when it's like discussing something that's serious that maybe we all think about sometimes, but giving it to you in an entertaining and funny sometimes or poignant kind of uh, way in a, in a little nice package for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great summary to me. That was the, when that episode ended, that was one of the few moments where I was like, oh yeah, this show is great. <laughs> like this show is just fucking great. 
I didn't really feel like that this episode, mm-hmm. for example. I didn't feel like this was actually one of the stronger episodes of the season, mm-hmm. but it was a great encapsulation of the show, and I felt like it was a proper send-off for a somewhat subtle and understated show at times, even though it has its over-the-top moments. Yeah. Um, I think it's always kind of been going for at least being an understated, realistic portrayal of girls in their 20s mm-hmm. in an urban life. It seems Anyways. to definitely take on the um, the perspective of... Uh, like adulthood really happening when you do have a child. Like Mm -hmm. that's the deciphering thing that makes people grow up is, is having a child, which is something I've talked about with people and tried to understand, like to dissect and analyze a little bit is like, what is it that makes people suddenly seem old or like adults? And Mm -hmm. it definitely seems like it's when there's a child involved, it changes, just changes the approach a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't know. Because there are people who are in their, you know, mid to late 30s who seem like there's definitely still kids, you know what I mean? And they're, you know, very much living a lifestyle that is akin to a person who's in their mid 20s, mm-hmm. but they don't have kids. Is it the having the child that makes you suddenly realize you have to grow up? I think this show seems to say that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts, Anton, on the series as a whole? Girls, uh... <laughs> Girls is a show about young people in New York City, but not just young people, young artists. Um, and I feel like it captured that culture, which is basically my culture, better than any other uh, show or movie or anything that I can think of. I thought it captured my culture really well. And it was fun and entertaining and, and insightful. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a great show, and I look forward to seeing what Lena Dunham, the star co-creator uh, and uh, writer mm-hmm. and director sometimes, yeah. does next. Me too. I kind of hope it's something Me too. different. I'm sh- I expect it to be. Yeah. Man, Anton, you're so poignant today. <laughs> you should be on Girls. <laughs> girls has uh, loved changed it. you. I love what you just said. You're a man now. That was great. I <laughs> totally agree with you. Yeah, but definitely. you are a man now. <laughs> no. We're all we are but we are, men. We are but men. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's uh, that's gonna be it for us on this episode. Um, Sounds good. So this has been uh, totally tell me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you dig it, uh, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes. Um, our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And uh, thanks, Anton, for being part of this uh, episode. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Telling.